If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Well, hello there, my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 104 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but those Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on July 11th, 2021. Now, my friends, as always, Yapping Yankees is being brought to you by, obviously, myself and Ball9. Ball 9 brings you some of the best, the absolute best baseball content out there. Any and all baseball stories, articles, roundtable discussions, even featured baseball podcasts like the very one you're listening to, Yapping Yankees, and much more. Visit the website. I promise you that you'll be glad that you did. That's ball9.com and follow them on all social medias at ball9. And no what you don't know. And also, guys, help to spread the word about Yapping Yankees, but also, at the same time, stay updated on everything with both me and the Yankees. And you could do all that by following me on social media. Follow my Facebook fan page, at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter, at Mike Scudero. Follow me on there especially. And on Instagram, at Mike Scuds. 97. And remember to subscribe and always listen to Yapping Yankees. Show it some love on all the platforms it's available on. And those are, of course, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. All right. How you doing, my friends? I got to tell you, even if you guys think it's boring, well, tough crap. (laughs) I've given you plenty of ranting content for months now. But I'm actually in a damn good mood today. Some of you probably already know because of my social media posts about it, but I had a beautiful vacation out in the Hamptons this week, and you guys know I never take time off, both for this and my regular job. So when I can have a beautiful vacation and take some time off, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. So I'm glad to report I had an awesome vacation. (laughs) I just got back home yesterday. We got there on Tuesday. Sad to leave, but work and life goes on, you know? Not the last time I'll have some time away this summer, but it was great. It really was. I love the Hamptons. I spent a lot of my childhood out there. My grandparents used to have a beautiful house out there, so... It's always great to go back and appreciate the scenery there and reflect on the good old days, see old friends, the whole deal. I really had a wonderful time, and so did my mom, my girlfriend Vic, both of whom you obviously hear on the social media segment every week here on the show, and my brother Thomas. They were with me too, and we all had a terrific week. Just a very, very nice week. So between all that great stuff, and the Yankees taking another step in the right direction and roping us all in again (laughs) this past week, (laughs) I'm not in such a bad mood this week. I'll probably flip out a little bit when I discuss that travesty of a game against the Mets last weekend, game one of the doubleheader last Sunday, but other than that, largely good. So I'll run through all of it and recap, of course, the doubleheader last week, the Seattle series, the Astros series so far this weekend. I'll give a bunch of injury updates, a big injured list update from expected return times, to guys who just got hurt this past week, like King, O'Day, and Andujar. Sort of like a quick, big run-through before the All-Star break. And I'll even talk a bit about how horrendous Aroldis Chapman's been. (laughs) But before all of that, obviously, we've got this week's social media segment up first, as always. And it's another poll this week. And also bear in mind that I posted it before last night's game. I posted it during the day, so... No one knew yet how awesome Garrett Cole did at the time, or that the Yankees would win the series at least already, so, but it still applies, of course, so, here's the question, Twitter first, as always, let's get the ball rolling here, the question is, 
Would a series win in Houston going into the All-Star break change how you feel about the team's playoff chances? And, of course, as I always say, give your thoughts below in the comments for a chance at a shout-out on the show. I'll give you the results of the poll before I give you my take on this. So I gave three choices. Yes, no, and I was confident and still am. Basically that your confidence never wavered. So you were confident, still are confident, and will be going forward. So, for now, it would seem that this poll is pretty similar results-wise to how people were feeling about the Yankees' playoff chances just a week ago as well. Because of the three choices, the choice of no was victorious by earning 49% of the vote amongst the hundreds of people who voted on this poll. So, 49% voted for no that it still will not change the team's playoff chances. And again, of course, as I mentioned, I know that now, as of last night's game, the Yankees did at least win the series. They're going for the sweep today if they win this afternoon. But again, like I said before, this tweet was posted, as well as the same question over on Instagram, of course. It was posted yesterday afternoon before last night's game. So... Again, like last week, when people were mostly pessimistic about the Yankees' playoff chances... It would seem that it's the same thing this week, at least for the majority. It was a little bit closer because then the next choice after that that earned the most votes was the choice of yes, that it will change how they feel about the Yankees' playoff chances, and it earned 36% of the vote. And then lastly, earning 15% of the vote was the choice saying, I was confident and still am. Again, basically that your confidence has never wavered in this team's playoff chances. So the choice of no, again, victorious here on Twitter. Now, as far as what I think about what a series win in Houston would mean, I think it would mean an awesome start. I really do. I think it would be a really good start for the Yankees as far as turning things around. I think this past week has been a pretty good start if they plan on turning things around or if this will just be another emotional roping in just to take our hearts out of our chest again, crush them, and then put them back in our chests. Time will only tell. But of course, it would definitely be a good start, obviously. They already won two out of three against Houston at the stadium back in the beginning of May. And now even at least winning the series in Houston and even potentially sweeping the series in this afternoon's game, which is starting in about an hour, give or take, from the time I'm recording now, it would be huge. I mean, it would be really, really good. I won't lie. It would be a very important series. But as far as changing my decision from last week, which is a very similar question, just this week it's based on this past week and the Houston series as opposed to last weekend. And if you remember last weekend, I basically said that as far as what I feel about the Yankees' playoff chances, I basically said that I was somewhere in the middle of I don't think they'll make it and I'm not sure yet. And the reasons I was holding on to as far as why I thought they would still make it or rather, I'm not sure yet, rather than just definitively saying that they won't, was because of how many important games they still have left on the schedule, both for the wildcard race and especially for the division, which they have a lot of games to make up for, and they have a lot of chasing to do as far as the Rays and Boston. And they do have a lot of important games left, especially against the latter there, Boston. A lot of them. And... I mean, hell, they even start off again right away against them, right after the All-Star break, starting on Thursday, going through next weekend. And many more even beyond that. And make no mistake, the Yankees would have to win basically all of, or at least the vast majority of all of those games. They're already 0-6 against Boston. They haven't won a game against them this year. They have a lot to prove. They have to prove that they can beat them, as well as the rest of the AL East outside of the Orioles, of course. And of course... With the remainder of the games they have left against them, they have to beat them too. You have to beat all the teams you face, no matter how good or bad they are. You gotta aim to beat them all. Especially when you have as much chasing to do as the Yankees do, every game matters. It really does. But most importantly, just like they did against Seattle this past week as far as the wild card race, you have to win the other vital games even more so, especially against your divisional opponents. And that's part of gaining some consistency too. How many times have we spoken about how inconsistent this team is? How many times they've lost games that they definitely shouldn't have? In all kinds of embarrassing ways, whether it be late game meltdowns or any other way you could think of. 
those late-game meltdowns have definitely been a recurring theme of late. But I mean, there are countless ways that the Yankees have managed to lose games this year. They can't get out of their own way. They have to find consistency. They have to win those vital games. And of course, we have to see what happens at the trade deadline too. So there's still a lot to happen. So basically, my answer is more or less where it was last week. I don't want to full-on say that they won't make it yet because there is plenty of baseball left to be played and a lot of vital games left on the schedule. But I'm also not confident for sure that they will make it. So I'm in between no and I don't know, but I'm really leaning towards I don't know. So right here, if I have to say for sure, I'm between yes or no based on what I said last week and how I still feel this week, even though... I love how the Seattle series went this past week, despite the awful game in the third game because the Yankees' offense just decided to take the day off. (laughs) And I love how this Houston series has gone so far, and of course I hope they sweep today. It would be a really good high note to go into the break with. So my opinion basically lies where it did last week. I have to see more consistency out of this team, and I have to see them win those vital games left on the schedule for both wildcard purposes and divisional purposes, especially against the Red Sox, and I have to see what they do at the deadline. What are they going to do? We don't know for sure yet. I mean, we know what the Yankees have said. It sounds like they're dead set on buying. There have been a lot of fans saying that they should sell. So with only about three weeks to go until that deadline, it's important what happens there too, what they do, what they don't do. So those are basically my thoughts on it. Let's hear your thoughts down in the replies. So we're only about like, give or take 11 minutes into this thing. So we actually got some time to get through more replies this week. So let's get through as many as we can, both here on Twitter and over on Instagram afterwards. And then of course, as always, we'll head into the weekly recap later on, which thankfully this week, it's really a rarity this year, (laughs) actually a pretty good week for the most part, for the most part to recap. So Your replies here on Twitter. Let's start off with my friend Laura, at Laura underscore Icemont. And Laura says, A series win against Houston would bring a boost of confidence. However, I'm still unsure about their chances. The team would have to stay consistent after the break. I mean, yeah, those are basically my thoughts on it from what I said before. I totally agree. It would be an awesome thing to win the series in Houston, which of course now we know because again, this poll was posted before last night's game, that they did in fact win the series, and it was awesome, especially last night's game, as we know. It was freaking awesome, and I'm going to go over it later, don't worry. (laughs) But now, especially today, with the chance to sweep, it would be even better. But we'd have to see that consistency continue, and we'd have to see them beat those vital opponents more. They've handled the Astros, and honestly, most of the AL West, very well so far this year already. But... It's a lot of those other teams, too, throughout the wild card, like Seattle this past week, and also, especially in the division, Tampa Bay, Boston, especially, and Toronto. Find consistency against them and consistency overall in the second half, and you'll have people believing in you more. So, I hear you, Laura. Up next, we've got at Thriving T. Michael, and he says... They're not good enough to compete in the postseason, and they can't trade for enough players to make them good enough. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens at the deadline. I don't know if they were to be on the buying side, which again, it sounds like they are going to be, who they would give up and who it would be for. Of course, there are some pitchers out there that people want the Yankees to look into. There are definitely some hitters. There have been a lot of people for Joey Gallo. There have been people for Cattell Marte, even though it's unlikely to get him, even though the Diamondbacks are absolutely horrendous this year. But it would probably take a huge haul to get him. And there's also Starling Marte, who I would be a huge fan of. I'd be a huge fan of either of the Martes, as you know. But of course, the Yankees would have to give up guys for people like this. And who it would be? And would it be good enough? I don't know. That's yet to be seen, of course, but there's no doubt that, you know, with Kluber being out and with the starting rotation being as unstable as it is, that they could definitely use a pitcher, and there's also no doubt that they are playing without a center fielder and have been for a long time. Brett Gardner is not an everyday starter. Tim LoCastro, even though he brings his pluses with defense and speed, is not a permanent solution and will not make this team overwhelmingly better. Miguel Andujar, although he's had his good moments out in the outfield, he's also had his really bad moments, especially of late. Not to mention he's hurt again. 
and Giancarlo Stanton, of course, even though it was said that he was ramping up to play the outfield, he still hasn't seen a single game out there. So he's still, as usual, taking up the DH spot. So you need an outfielder if you're the Yankees. And will it be good enough? And who will the Yankees have to give up? Things like this. So, Michael, you know, you're not wrong to be suspicious about this. And if the trade deadline could even do anything to help this team or not, it all depends. Will they get someone like Gallo or either of the Martes? Will they go the pitching route? Maybe look at someone like Max Scherzer, who, you know, his injury struggles have come back a bit. So people might question that a little bit. People have spoken about Herman Marquez with the Rockies. People have even mentioned John Means with the Orioles since they're basically out of contention, but even he's had injury troubles. People have mentioned Danny Duffy of the Royals. Just throwing a few names out there, so we're going to have to see what the Yankees do and whether or not these moves would be enough to plug up the holes with the team, especially in the outfield. Next, we've got Spencer at Musician DMD, and Spencer says, No, a series win would be great and something to build on going into the second part of the season, but it doesn't signify anything beyond that yet. I do, however, feel the road trip has allowed the Yankees to reboot and poise themselves to regain confidence and compete for a wild card. I mean, yeah, that's those are basically my thoughts too, Spencer. As you know, I couldn't say it much better myself. <laughs> I basically mapped out all that earlier, and you reiterated it in a very good way. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. Um, I definitely think that a series win would be really good, but going forward, they got to do a lot more. They got to win those important games, both for the wild card and possibly even the division, if they could manage to chase down the Rays and Red Sox. And they've got a lot to prove. They do. But this is really good this past week, ending on a high note, hopefully ending on an ultimate high note with a sweep today, but it does do good to regain confidence and just steer themselves in the right direction. So yeah, I totally agree. At JNice808, and I could tell by this reply that he left here that this was after last night's game, so just keep that in mind, but he says, this game might be that game that gets us going. This is what the Yankees need. Cole showed his mettle. It was electric. If his teammates were paying attention, they felt that charge. Now, hopefully, they can complete the path for a current flow. Yeah, absolutely, man. Last night's game was just awesome. It really was. It was awesome. So, I'm going to be talking all about it later, so just keep on listening. I'll get there to recap it, I promise. (laughs) Up next is at RebirthChaos09, my good friend James. And James says, it wouldn't. Because they still have games against Boston, Tampa, Philadelphia, and Miami to close out the month. They need to put it all together. If I'm going to believe, also, they need to make trades. Because a lefty bat and another starting pitcher is needed on this team. Too inconsistent. Yeah, they do need to make changes at the deadline. And whether they're enough to help the team or not, that remains to be seen. But yeah, and you're mentioning it too. The vital games they have left, not only this month, but going forward especially against divisional opponents like Boston and Tampa. I mentioned that too. So I hear you, James. An outfielder is needed, a starting pitcher is needed, and they need to find consistency. You're absolutely right. Next up, we've got at Beth underscore Wellington. And Beth says, it's a start, but not enough to make me change how I feel. We've seen them play well and then immediately crap the bed after that. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I can't argue with that, and that's what I meant before when I said, you know, they could just be emotionally roping us in, only to rip our hearts out, crush them, and then put them back in all broken. <laughs> so, yeah, I I hear you, Beth. I really do. So that's the part where I was saying that they need to really start showing some consistency if they want people to really take them more seriously going forward. You're right. They've got to break that pattern of having good little stretches like this, but then immediately just negating them with an awful stretch after that. And that goes back to showing some consistency. So you're absolutely right. Up next is at Cool Simmons. And they say, no, they can't beat the teams in their own division. Start winning series against the Red Sox and Rays. Those are the teams that they really need to beat because they play them the most. Can't get manhandled by teams in your own division and expect to win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. I've said the same thing. You have to have at least some success against your divisional opponents because, as you say, not only are they in your division, but because they are, you play the most against them. 
And it's very important, especially against a team like the Red Sox, who are in first right now. And in the Yankees' case, they're 0-6 against them so far this year, which is awful. (laughs) So they've got to turn that around, and they know that, but they've got to execute. And they've got to start that right after the conclusion of the All-Star break, right away when you get a chance against them starting on Thursday with the four-game set next weekend. you got to get it done. Up next is at Yanks282709, and they say, It's not Houston they have to worry about beating. It's Boston. 0-6 against them is pretty freaking sad. Yeah, I said that before. 0-6 against them so far, that's got to change immediately following the end of the All-Star break next weekend. It's got to change. Up next, we have at C. McKay boy Chuck, and Chuck says, I can't believe how negative this group of fans are. I I mean, listen, everybody has an opinion, and given the expectations of this team and everything that's happened this year, I would say that the skepticism is warranted. (laughs) It should be completely understood. I mean, this team has had more games than I care to count that they had no business losing. I mean, it's just been embarrassing a lot of the time. It really has been. So the skepticism is warranted. It really is. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But if you want to be optimistic, then more power to you. More power to you. But I don't know how you blame anybody for having legitimate and valid concerns and skepticism like I do. I even said it last week. People have a right to be skeptical and or frustrated over what's happened this year. Next, we have at more.7, and they say a series win won't, but dominance from Cole tonight would make me feel marginally better. Well, I guess you left last night feeling marginally better then. <laughs> Next is at Rickinator555, and Rick says, I would say the two Red Sox series are more indicative than this week. Yankees have had good weeks before, need to put a good stretch together. Yeah, it goes back to what I said before about consistency and having to win those important games against teams like the Red Sox. I agree. Next is Rob at Laker 477, and Rob says, No. While a series win going into the break would be a huge step in the right direction, the only thing that will convince me that they're a playoff contending team is if they start consistently winning series in the second half of the season. Yeah, winning series is what it's all about. And it's part of gaining some sort of consistency. You're right, Rob. And until they do that, I agree. Gotta see some consistency if you're to really take this team absolutely seriously. You just have to. Next is at Dflex2123. And they say, absolutely, especially if Cole wins. Well, he did more than win. (laughs) At Delvino Nikki says, don't think it matters. Although I'll be rooting for them until the end. Maybe three to four games all year, the total team had gelled together, wasn't expecting what I'm seeing. I don't think any of us expected it. (laughs) I think we've made that more than clear. (laughs) At SirGerm88 is next, and they say, yes, but after the All-Star break, the Yankees need to continue this momentum. Don't get comfortable. Yeah, I agree. They have to. Get that consistency and get those important wins. I mean, as I said before, every win is important, but especially against the vital teams like those in the wild card race and against teams like Boston and Tampa. You gotta do it. Next, we have at Bobby Tats 631 and Bobby says, Not at all. This team has been too inconsistent to convince me that they are a playoff team. Yeah, as I said before, Bobby, you know, listen, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way. If you feel that way for sure, then listen, after everything we've seen this year, I can't blame anybody for feeling this way. They have legitimate and valid concerns like yourself. The flaws and the inconsistencies in this team, especially after what was expected of them coming into this year, it's just been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy, and I can't fault anyone like you for feeling this way. I just can't. Next, we have Rebecca at Peace Now for Life. And Rebecca says, I was confident and a series win against Houston would only strengthen my confidence because it would show this team is not giving up in the face of adversity. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. Yes, there is, Miss Optimism. (laughs) I expect nothing different out of you, Rebecca. All right, next we have at Christian underscore NYYST. And Christian says, let's say they split these last two. They end the first half 5-2 and two this past week. 
Nice stretch, but what does it mean? We've seen them do that and then go 1-6 and six to follow it. I just can't believe in this team right now. Yeah, that's the inconsistency at its finest, and they have done that a lot, and others have said the same thing in these replies, and just period. All throughout these last couple of months, it's happened a lot. Like I said a few episodes ago, my episode title, One Step Forward, Two Steps Back, that's been the mantra of this whole season. It really has been. That ought to be the title for every single episode. (laughs) So yeah, Christian, that's totally fair. It really is. At C. Dixon 25 is next, and he says, Not really, because I need to see them be consistent. They've had a couple of brief flashes of fire before, and they fizzled out pretty quick. Winning in Houston would be big, but they need to keep it up after the break. Yeah, I totally agree, Chris. And right away out of the gate against Boston. Can't waste any time. Alright, let's just do a couple of more here. Up next is at MikeF3825, and Mike says, No, because we still need two outfielders and a starting pitcher. Yeah, the flaws in the outfield, yeah, they need to be addressed. I said it before. You know, Tim LaCastro is a nice little pickup for his defense and speed, but that's not a permanent big-time solution going forward. More needs to be done. Gardner is not an everyday player, regardless of the respect I have for him with his loyalty with the Yankees, but I'm just going to keep saying it because it's true. It's just the truth. He is not an everyday player, not nearly. And you cannot afford to keep running him out there almost every day for the rest of the year. The Yankees need solutions out in the outfield. You're right. And even with Kluber being gone and the instability with the starting rotation, they could also use a pitcher. They can. And will they be able to do it? And if they do, is it enough to help them? Who knows? Those are the questions. We'll see in three weeks. All right, let's finish up with at rpennington28. And then after that, we'll move on to Instagram and hear how the Instagrammers voted and replied to the same question. But before we do that, of course, let's hear what at rpennington28 had to say. And they said they have to go on a hot streak. It can happen, but right now, I feel very nervous. And fair enough, man. Fair enough. The inconsistency with this team ought to have plenty of people questioning them like crazy. And it's warranted, again, because of how many awful, truly terrible losses they've had this year. It's warranted. It is. And with that being said, I want to thank each and every one of you on Twitter for voting, replying, the whole deal. You guys know how much I appreciate it. I love you guys so much. Thank you so, so much. But before we move on to recapping the last week, which was finally a big positive, starting from Game 2 of the Mets doubleheader, up until going into Sunday now, because of course today's game hasn't happened yet at the time I'm recording, so I don't know what happens. You do by the time you're listening to this, either later tonight or later in the week, so hopefully it's a good result, and this title doesn't look totally stupid, even though I made it well aware that today's game hasn't happened yet, so... Alright, now I've done this on a few shows, so this isn't anything new, but this is future Mike popping in as I'm editing the show. (laughs) Just doing this a little bit again, because literally after what I just said, I felt like this was an appropriate spot to include it. So whatever I say later on having to do with today's game here on Sunday, just uh, disregard it as far as me hoping something good happens today. (laughs) Because right now I'm editing, it's about 7 o'clock at night. And I'm editing this part of the show, so I now, of course, know what happened in today's game. The travesty that took place yet again. And I just wanted to let you know really quick how livid I am. Because, despite how happy I am that the Yankees won the series, after all the trolling that took place... (laughs) It's so typical of this team. Winning 7-2 in the ninth inning. And then they just have a complete and utter meltdown in the end. Yet again... And I even said it earlier in the show when I was recording before the game started how late game meltdowns have been a common theme of late. And they once again get completely smacked in the mouth after all the trolling that's taken place this weekend. Starting with yesterday's judge home run. And as per usual, after something like that, the Yankees just get smacked in the mouth and the trolling backfires. It's just incredible. (laughs) And despite the series win... It's just, it's just maddening on incomprehensible levels. It really is. Giving up that last laugh again. Just a loss like this, after all the trolling, winning 7-2 in the ninth freaking inning. After the high that we were all on after last night too. And Herman and Chad Green combine in a complete and utter collapse. 
to give away the last game before the All-Star break to the Astros, to Jose Altuve again, of all people. After what he already did at Yankee Stadium on his birthday in the third game of that series a couple of months ago. (laughs) It's just so typical of this team. It really is. It's so typical. But anyways, I'm going to send you back to the show. Future Mike is out. Just wanted to come in really quick with this little bit of a rant since there's not that much ranting in this episode. And, of course, I know what ended up happening in today's game at this point in time that I'm editing the show. So, whatever. I guess this really takes away the need to recap it much on next week's episode. But anyways, future Mike, throwing it back to past Mike earlier today before the shameful walk-off meltdown again. And I know how much you guys love my ranting, so I hope you enjoyed this little tidbit. (laughs) So, here you go. Enjoy the rest of the show. On to Instagram, again, the very same question as Twitter. Would a series win in Houston going into the All-Star break change how you feel about the team's playoff chances? And just like on Twitter, even though the results are even closer on here, nearly 50-50, the choice of no here on Instagram was victorious by earning 52% of the vote. And the choice of yes slash always confident, because I had to combine those two choices again, since again, Insta story polls only allow you to have two choices for people to vote for. So the choices were yes slash always confident or no, and the yes or always confident choice lost to the no choice by earning 48% of the vote. So again, even though it's much closer than on Twitter, I would say, The vast majority seem to still be a bit pessimistic more than optimistic. All right, let's read out a few here, and then we'll get to recapping this past week's action. First, we have Official 52011, and they say, No, the upcoming games, four against Boston, two against Philly, four against Boston again, and three against Tampa are important because one, the Phillies swept the Yankees earlier this season, and two, 11 of the 13 games are against their own division. I need to see good and consistent offense against those teams. The Yankees are 0-6 against the Red Sox and 5-8 and against the Rays. Yeah, you're right. And that's exactly what I was talking about before, the importance of beating Boston and Tampa. And... Yeah, even in Philly, even though it was a two-game set in Philadelphia, yeah, they've got to they bounce back in the next two against them. And as I said, just a lot of games against Boston, some left against Tampa too, and you got to win those. You have to. Got to be against your own division, and you got to get some consistency. You're absolutely right, man. I totally agree. It's everything I've been saying this whole time. Next up, we've got Yevs 22 and they say, My mind wants to say yes. But also, every time they go on a hot streak, they find a new way to hit a brand new low. Yeah, again, it all goes back to the inconsistency. It always goes back to that. And again, just like I couldn't fault all the others for feeling that way, I can't fault you either. They've got to be more consistent, and they have to prove themselves. Next, we've got my good friend Tina, Mountain Gal 456 and Tina says, I'd like to say yes, but at this point... I have to say no. I have to see the Yankees get consistently back into their game. So far, I have not seen that. After the All-Star game, it will be very telling as to where this team is going. I hope to see them in the playoffs, but they need to prove a lot to us right now. Yep. (laughs) Again, just another way of describing what I said and what many others have said, Tina, and you're absolutely right, and you are completely entitled to feel that way, as the Yankees have made that so. They have made it so, so far in this first half. And until they prove themselves, they deserve the criticism. They do. All right, let's finish off with the usual final two. First up, my amazing girlfriend, Vic Salimo, and Vic says... We haven't had as much of a problem beating the Astros as much as other teams, so it doesn't wow me as much as the others. It's teams like the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, etc. that we blank on and that I get concerned for every time we play them. This season, we've even blanked with teams who are usually far worse than us. They need to show more consistency for me to feel more hopeful about their chances. Yeah. Yeah, beating the Astros would be a big deal, but... As I said before, I think I mentioned it briefly, the Yankees, they won the series against them in Yankee Stadium back in early May, 
and now they've already at least won the series right now and could go for a sweep tonight. Or today, rather. I don't know why I said tonight. <laughs> and if they do sweep, then they'll have gone 5-1 and one against them this year. And even if they lose this game tonight, the Yankees will have gone 4-2 and two against them. And while that is important, you're right. It's not, it's not as important as beating teams like Tampa, the Red Sox, even the Blue Jays, because the Yankees and Blue Jays have been neck and neck trying to stay out of fourth place for weeks now. <laughs> They've just been flip-flopping third and fourth place. But you're absolutely right. Having to win those vital games against divisional opponents especially and finding consistency, that's what it's all about. And that's what most of you have said throughout this segment, and you guys are right. All right, let's finish up, as always, with my amazing mother, Julia Gina Scudero, and my mom says, I won't lie, as a fan, a piece of me always has hope that this team will make the playoffs no matter what's going on, but I do believe that in this extremely trying season so far, they've shown life before only to crush our hopes in the following games. Let's hope for the best going forward. Yep, another example of talking about the inconsistency. Absolutely. You're right, Mom. And that's why I even said before, oh, this past week could just be them roping us in again. (laughs) I mean, we'll see, but you're absolutely right. Basically, all of you have hit on the inconsistencies of this team this season, as I have so many times, and it's valid. It's correct. So your concerns and your doubts, Mom, like everyone else's, they're plenty fair. And anybody else who says otherwise just... I guess they just haven't acknowledged reality to this point throughout the first half of the season, leading up to the All-Star break, because any sort of valid concerns like these ones, like the ones I've read out with these replies that I've had in this social media segment, they are completely valid, and so is yours. So, not only because they're valid, but just because you interacted in general, I want to thank each and every one of you yet again for interacting on this week's social media segment. Whether it be on Twitter or Instagram, either one, it just means so much to me, guys. As always, this week, we got a ton of interaction, and we do every week. So because of that, I, of course, was not able to get to each and every one of you, as usual. So again, just keep on replying every single week. I promise you, I will get to you at some point. But until then, if you want to read some replies for yourself on Twitter then just head over to my Twitter page, at Mike Scudero. Just scroll down and find the poll tweet, and then you could find all the replies down in the comments, all the ones that I did or didn't get to. They're all right there for you to see if you want. But otherwise, as always, thank you all so, so much. Okay, for the first time in a long time, and definitely a rarity this season, I'm glad to do this segment. (laughs) Let's move on to this week's weekly recap segment. Time machine back to last Sunday, the 4th of July. Hit it! Ah, Well, as I said, it is definitely a rarity this year to be... Excited to recap the past week of action, and one of those rare weeks happens to be this past week when the Yankees went to Seattle, and then they had this series against Houston this weekend, at least Friday and yesterday's game so far. But also, of course, last weekend on the 4th of July, there is the doubleheader to recap before we get to the Mariners and Astros series. So let's recap that doubleheader up first, going back to last Sunday. The doubleheader against the Mets on the 4th of July. Garrett Cole on the mound. And I'll be honest with you, this was just a terrible freaking start. Just awful. I'll explain if you don't remember. He gave up a solo shot to Dom Smith in the first. Then the Yankees actually gave him run support after that. Another rarity. They scored four runs for him on a two-run double by Higgy, a sack fly by LeCastro, and his first Yankee at-bat... And then later on a double play by Stanton that drove in a run. So they gave him a three-run lead. The ace in a seven-inning game. And in embarrassing fashion, he comes out in the fourth inning and can't hold it. He was laboring, he was gassed, and he didn't even make it through four. Against the bottom of the Mets lineup of all teams. Walks, hits, the whole nine. 
and he was pulled when it was 4-3 to with the bases loaded. Just a terrible start for Cole, really. Loisaga inherited the jam, gave up a run, but it was Cole's run, so charged to him. Tie game at that point. Major reason it wasn't possibly even worse was because of a heads-up play by Judge gunning down Nimmo at second, but anyway, tie game at that point. And Garrett's final line, three and a third, six hits, four runs, three walks, and six strikeouts against that Mets lineup. Honestly, just really, really bad. The Yanks managed to squeeze one more run out in the fifth thanks to a wild pitch. That's happened a bunch this year, as we know, but I take him however I can. So that made it 5-4. to four. Chapman in for the seventh and final inning. <laughs> and again, coughed it up. You can't write this stuff. Solo shot to Alonzo to tie the game. Despite how awful he's been, he's still put in. Baffling pitch selection to Alonzo, too, going to a slider after blowing him away with a fastball, puts two more on base after, and then he's taken out. So another travesty by Chapman, who since has not been trusted in a high-leverage situation, and rightfully so. And just some stats for you. With this appearance, in his previous nine, it drove his ERA up to 22 in his previous nine. Those first two and a half months of dominance starting to really feel like ages ago. And I, along with everyone else, was rightfully saying that this should just be it for him. I mean, he can't be throwing someone out there who can't hold whatever lead you give him like nine times in a damn row. Enough is enough. Licky came in afterwards and in eerily familiar fashion to the Wednesday game against the Angels that broke me, he gives up even more. Five more. Ten to five Mets at that point. Again, with three more outs to go, having the lead, and then not only giving it up, but just completely collapsing in every way in the last inning. Six runs in that seventh inning continued meltdowns unlike much of anything we've seen out of this team before. And of course the Yanks would go down easily in the bottom of the seventh and lose 10 to 5. And right after the game ended, ironically, it was announced that Chapman and Cole, right after both of them did terribly, were headed to the All-Star game. <laughs> ah god. Game 2. Nestor Cortez on the mound, honestly, well-deserved after how great he's been. I was saying how they should either just add him to the rotation or even couple him with someone in an opener game with how much of the rotation is in shambles, but that's just me. And he proved himself yet again, going three and a third, allowing one run, which he didn't even give up himself. He gave up a double before he was pulled in the fourth, and then that runner scored on a two-run homer by Alonzo that O'Day gave up, who came in for Nestor. And at that point, the Yankees had already been winning 3 to nothing after a Geo 3-run homer. So, O'Day would finish the fourth. It was 3-2 to two when he was done after that two-run shot to Alonzo. The Yanks would add on one more on another freaking wild pitch. <laughs> and Chad Green, after that, would finish the game pitching three perfect innings, one of them being an immaculate inning. Nine pitches and three strikeouts. Two immaculate innings by the Yankees this year now. So make that three triple plays, two immaculate innings, and a no-hitter, even through all the inconsistency this year. Weird freaking year, man. Weird freaking year. But anyways, Chad was just downright terrific. And Boone ended up sticking with him this time all the way to the end, as opposed to game one. And the Yankees won 4-2. to two. Shockingly. (laughs) But nonetheless, still a really bad series, as I had anticipated before it started, if you recall. Lost two out of three, and those two losses, I mean, especially game one of the doubleheader, just as bad as it gets. Just another embarrassing weekend. 
After the game, the Yanks had to option someone with the doubleheader being over since they reinstated Peralta as the 27th man, so they optioned Wade back to Triple A. And I know he's since been called back up, but at the time, a pretty good thing <laughs> to cap off what was otherwise yet another terrible weekend. Monday was an off day. Tuesday, start of the series in Seattle, and we got more injury news right away. Darren O'Day, right back to the IL, the 10-day IL, because he strained his left hamstring now. Badly, Boone said. He said it was significant. So, a matter of days after he returns from the shoulder problems that sidelined him for months, and after just like one appearance, his hamstring acts up, and it again sounds like another long-term injury for O'Day especially because he's had this hamstring surgically repaired in the past, back in 2018. Not good at all. Not good. And I'd say unfreaking believable but it's not. So, right back to the IL for Darren O'Day, and best of wishes as always to him in his recovery. Nick Nelson replaced his spot on the roster. He'd be the opener for Wednesday's game, and again, be terrible as usual. And Glaber was also out of the lineup because he had some hamstring cramps apparently on Sunday, so he got the night off. It definitely didn't hurt the offense, though. They came out swinging right away against former Yankee Justice Sheffield. First inning, three-run missile by Stanton. Second inning, a run scored on a walk by Gary, and it was also a wild pitch. What a freaking shocker there. Followed by a Voight two-run single, so six to nothing at that point. Third inning, DJ single, Judge RBI double, eight to nothing. Fifth inning, Voight again, RBI single, three RBIs for him. And then later on in the eighth, up nine to one, Odor hit a three-run bomb, and they'd win behind a great seven-inning, one-run, nine-strikeout performance by Tyone. The Yanks would take the first of the three games set in a very strong way, 12-1. to More needed than I can even put into words. <laughs> Chapman also pitched the ninth, by the way, up 12-1, to definitely just for confidence. And he did still give up a hit in two walks, but all three outs were strikeouts, so I guess that's a positive. And he didn't allow a run, for once. Still wild how far he's fallen since those first two and a half months, I gotta tell you, because those stats I ran by you before, and the stats overall since after those first two and a half months for him, they've just been nothing short of absolutely brutal. It's hard to even believe. And how much it's gotten to a point now where the Yankees legit just refuse to go to him no matter what. They just have no confidence in him. Just how much things changed in a matter of weeks. And it's really bad because Chapman, like it or not, is a big part of the team. And if he's just going to continue to suck, then that is just a colossal hole on this roster. It's colossal on an already flawed roster. But anyways, great start to the series. Offense exploded. Tyone finally pitched very well again. All good. And it's really strange, but they'd win again on Wednesday. (laughs) Even with Nick Nelson opening up the game and not making it out of the first. (laughs) He's so bad. (laughs) He's so bad. Herman didn't start like anticipated because he apparently had an emergency root canal. So he'd come in later in the game, but he didn't start. So again, Nelson didn't make it out of the first. Got two outs and allowed a run on a wild pitch while walking three guys. He just had no control over his stuff. Yet again, guy just has no control, no command, no nothing. The guy's just proven that so far he just can't pitch. He can't. He's laughably bad. No matter how many chances he's been given, he just can't pitch. It's a good thing they scored in the first before he even took the mound. Voigt got an RBI single in the first, continued to stay hot, followed by a Glaber two-run single. And then Nelson did what he did. And fortunately, Sessa kept it under control for the next three and two-thirds innings. Didn't allow a thing, which was really nice to see after how much of a train wreck Nelson was. And in the midst of that, Aaron Judge added on two more on a two-run 
Adam Baum, his 20th home run of the season. And I think it's just obvious at this point that he really loves hitting nukes in Seattle. <laughs> so it was 5-1 to one at that point. And then Herman came in in the fifth once Sessa was done. And in three innings, he gave up three runs on a three-run homer. All the runs were unearned because of an error by Gio prior to that home run. And otherwise, he did just fine. I just wish he didn't give up that home run. Feels like the 87th one he's given up this year. But anyways, Luizaga came in after and pitched a perfect eighth, just further showing how criminal it is that he's not an all-star. Again, just proving my point that all-star voting is nothing more than a lousy popularity contest. Just vote for the big names, even if they've been injured for most of the first half, or haven't done a damn thing to prove that they're even remotely an all-star. But I digress. Chad Green got the nod to close the game with the one-run lead, and he got the job done. 1-2-3 inning. He got the save, his third, and the Yanks won 5-4 and continued to creep up in the wildcard standings. And Thursday, final game of the three-game set, going for what would be a pretty big sweep to say the least, definitely as far as the wildcard standings are concerned. But before the game, obviously, there was more injury news. Michael King to the 10-day IL, retro to the fifth, because of a right middle finger contusion. So if he's good to go when the 10 days are up in just a few days, then he'll be back shortly. And Tyler Wade replaced his spot on the roster. Yay. And, uh, well, this game should take all of four seconds to recap, considering nothing freaking happened. Montgomery started, and out of the gate, he was looking pretty bad. Giving up a solo shot in the first, and then a two-run shot in the second. But then he settled down after that, and he ended up going six and two-thirds, walking two, and striking out nine. So... The inconsistency was continuing at first, and then he settled down. Too bad the offense was, well, if there was such a thing as deader than dead, then that would describe the Yankee offense, against Gilbert, whom they had never seen before. And we know, we've spoken about this many times, that the Yankees always suck against guys they haven't seen, so nothing new here. The entire offense had one freaking hit the whole day. One hit! 22 batters in a row retired. (laughs) It was honestly pathetic. So they didn't score at all, and Peralta gave up one more in the eighth, so they lost four to nothing. They took the series, but couldn't complete the sweep. Would have been nice heading into Houston, but whatever. Pathetic game on offense. Absolutely pathetic. And like we've been saying all show long, Another example of inconsistency at its finest with how the first two games went and then how that one went. Friday, first game in Houston. Another very important series for obvious reasons. And thank the Lord it got off to a solid start. Nestor Cortez started, and again, he's been huge since being called back up a while back, and he came through big again. Four and two-thirds, scoreless, just two hits given up, two walks, and two strikeouts. And I gotta say, he is a source of stability in an otherwise unstable rotation lately that's finally become unreliable because of the bats. They've definitely taken a step down because of the inconsistency of the offense, and of course, losing a guy like Kluber doesn't help. So, it came back down to earth, like we all knew it would eventually. And it's refreshing, in light of all of that, to have someone like Nestor Cortez come in and do what he's doing. And thankfully, even after him, the bullpen held it down. Litke finally steered back on course and pitched an inning and a third scoreless. Chad Green, two scoreless innings. And Luazaga, thank God for him, scoreless ninth. And the offense did enough to win. They drove in four runs on two two two-run doubles. A two-run double by Gardner, and a two-run double by DJ. And they would go on to win, shutting out the Astros 4 to nothing. And this game may be another quick recap, but make no mistake, it was a very nice win to start off the series. Especially in Houston, 
let alone against the Astros at all. (laughs) And last but not least, yesterday, more injury news before the game. (laughs) People were wondering what was going on with him after not seeing him for a few days, after he was shaking his hand on Monday while hitting, after knowing he had hand and wrist issues back in spring training too. Well, it looks like those issues are back, because Miguel Andujar was placed on the 10-day IL retroactive to the 7th with a left wrist strain. So, we'll see how long that this sidelines Andujar again, after having these issues months ago dating back to spring training, as I said earlier. And also, this one stings, even though it could be for a short time depending on how long it takes for him to test negative, and hopefully he gets better soon too, of course, but... His importance also can't be stressed enough. But Luizaga was placed on the COVID IL. And also, by the way, let's just hope this doesn't cause another damn outbreak like there was before. But hopefully, of course, he gets better soon and can return as soon as possible. And to replace his NN Duhar spots to help the bullpen out, they recalled Albert Abreu. He's done well this year with the opportunities he's gotten. But also, someone who's been nothing short of brutal, Brooks Krisky, was also recalled. Lots of other injury updates were given too, most that were already known. Things like Britton coming back shortly since his hamstring injury wasn't a big one, so Britton will probably be back after the All-Star break. Clint Frazier is still going through testing apparently, but Vertigo's now been ruled out. They're now looking into his vision being a problem, so that's ongoing. Sevi is still expected back later part of the month or early August, Kluber in September, and Michael King, which of course was only announced a couple of days ago, possibly shortly after the All-Star break. So that's really the latest rundown on the injured list right now, guys, as we head into the All-Star break. Now, as far as the game, we were talking about the Yankees taking the series in the social media segment, and well, they've already done that at least with their win last night behind Garrett Cole, who, (laughs) to say the least, thankfully got back on track against his old team in an important game, both for the team and for himself. And he needed this start after his last couple against Boston and the Mets. He was still solid before those starts, but after those two, he needed a bounce back. And boy, was this ever a bounce back. (laughs) And he was apparently badly under the weather in Seattle, had an IV in him and everything, and there was doubt as to whether he was even going to pitch this game? Well, it's tough to tell. If they said nothing, then no shot any of us would have been able to tell. (laughs) Complete game shutout. 129 pitches. When the hell do you see that anymore? (laughs) Three hits, two walks, and 12 strikeouts. So even the strikeouts came back strong. His ninth win of the year and lowered his ERA to 268. Unbelievable start against his old team in the Astros, one of baseball's top offenses, even though they've been without Correa and Bregman, but let's be honest, let's not pretend like the Yankees are a roster without flaws either. But just an unbelievable start. And even Boone and Cole's energy, everything about it, all of it, just hyped me the hell up. Cole had 112 pitches heading into the ninth. Boone stuck with him, even after Altuve's leadoff single. And then Boone came out with Alvarez coming up with one more out to get. And you could see Cole literally yelling to stay in. Boone sticks with him. So old school all around. Love it. Faces Alvarez, strikes him out with some high 99 mile per hour gas, and just went nuts. I was amped after this. Great to see the ace return in every way in the face of doubt by lots of people with the pitching substance crackdown. Mainly after his last two starts against Boston and the Mets were really bad. And I said it. Will there be adjusting for him? Absolutely. Just as there will be for anyone with this being enacted midseason. But a great pitcher like him, like Garrett Cole, 
won't turn into a full-on disaster. Will he be just as sharp? No, probably not. And we've seen some examples of that. But guys, he's still Garrett freaking Cole. Don't forget, great pitchers like him, true pitchers, will figure it out and remain plenty respectable going forward. Amazing outing by the ace. It cannot be said enough. Just an absolute gem in every single way. And offensively, nothing really happened on either side in the one nothing Yankee victory. Only thing was, and it was notable, <laughs> a freaking moonshot by Judge who mocked Jose Altuve from when he covered himself up with his jersey after the Game 6 ALCS walk-off home run off Aroldis Chapman. And Judge mimicked it by quickly doing the same thing while rounding the bases. <laughs> and he said it wasn't that. He said he was just telling the guys to bundle up because it's cold inside the stadium when indoors. <laughs> but I mean, come on. Uh, it's really not something you see the Yankees overall, but especially someone as poised and level-headed as Judge do, but <laughs> that was entertaining. And no matter which side you're on, it's good for the sport to draw interest, honestly. That kind of stuff is good for baseball. <laughs> and I honestly can't wait to see if this continues in today's game in any way. But regardless, that home run is all it took. Judge and Cole bringing the Yankees to a one nothing win, and at least a series win in Houston, as the Yanks look to sweep today before the break and go 5-1 and one in the season series against Houston this year. And even if they lose, they'll have won the season series against them still. It'll just be 4-2 and two instead. But anyways, a step in the right direction again this past week, capped off with just an amazing game last night, and quite honestly, what I consider to be the best win of the year so far, between just how important it was in general in the grand scheme of things, but also with Judge with the jersey, Boone leaving Cole in for the ninth, Cole yelling to be left in with one out to get, his performance overall, just a great game in every way, in every way. I was amped about it for hours. <laughs> I must have watched that last strikeout 40 times. And hopefully they finish the series strong today, heading into the All-Star break, and then finally winning some damn games against the Red Sox after the break. And speaking of that, what's ahead before we end? After today, the All-Star break. So, no Yankee games until Thursday. So next week's weekly recap will probably be a bit shorter than usual. <laughs> and when they pick back up on Thursday, like I've been saying all show long, back to the Bronx against the Red Sox again could prove to be very important. Like I've been saying the whole show, it's games like these that they've got to win. Four games set, Thursday's game, 7.08 Eastern. Friday's game will be at 7.05 Eastern. Saturday, 7.15 Eastern. And next Sunday, when we meet again, 7.08 Eastern. God, that was nice to do a mostly fun weekly recap after most of the weekly recaps this year have been done in utter misery. <laughs> I'm heading into today's game on some sort of a high because after this last week again with my vacation this past week in the Hamptons from Tuesday until yesterday, Saturday, and the Yankees actually having a mostly positive last week of action... I'm feeling good, and I'm really just praying the Yankees don't squash that today. But in any event, as for now, guys, that is all for episode 104 of Yapping Yankees Today. Please remember to follow me on all social medias so you can keep up on the latest having to do with me, the Yankees, and Yapping Yankees announcements, content, and Twitter and Instagram social media segments every Saturday. Follow my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at MikeScuds97. And also, guys, subscribe to the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and also show some love to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And while you're at it, if you have the time, 
listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you might have missed. Episodes 34 up to episode 104 today are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes going all the way back to episode 1, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3,000 for listening to me yap today. I am Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, July 18th, when I come at you with episode 105 of Yapping Yankees. But until then, guys, as always, hang in there, be patient, please stay safe, look out for your loved ones, hope the Yankees win today behind Jameson Tyone, but regardless, solid past week, take a breather for a few days, and get back to it on Thursday. And as for you listening, enjoy the All-Star break, and I'll talk to you on the other side of it. Have a good week, my friends. Take care.